0: Week 4 is a wrap. Rams and Chiefs are 4 and 0, and I'm starting to think Patrick Mahomes is that dude. It's decipher. Patrick Mahomes and the undefeated Chiefs rolled in the Denver, and they faced the Broncos team that was motivated. The Broncos was coming at them. They was being physical, they was getting it in Mahomes face. They were being physical with the receivers at the line, double teaming. All-pro tight end Travis Kelsey. Everything was going in Denver's favor. In the first half, they held Mahomes to 65 yards passing. He looked erratic. He looked like he was rushing his throws. And then something happened. The second half started. I thought Mahomes started using his legs more. He made play after play after play outside the pocket, showing off his awareness and his incredible arm strength. In the second half, he throws for over 200-plus yards, gets a touchdown, leaves the Chiefs on back-to-back drives, and the Chiefs get the win. He stepped up big. What I was impressed about was, because of the bad first half, because of how erratic he looked in the first half, and how Denver kept blitzing him from every angle, for him to turn around, regain his poise, And start finding guys on the move. And that's a credit to the Kansas City receiving corps as well. They realize that their young quarterback is gifted at making plays outside the pocket. So when the original routes ran their course, these guys kept plays alive by coming back, readjusting and staying on the move. I thought the most amazing thing, it wasn't the left-hand pass. That was incredible. On a, on a on a fourth and five, that was incredible. That was the ball game. But at one point, on that game-winning drive, they had a second and 30 at their own 31. And he found a way to get a first down. Patrick Mahomes, they say he's got some Brett Favre in him. I'm not sure I'm buying the far. I get the far of maybe the cockiness and the confidence But unlike Brett Favre, at least to this stage in his career, he doesn't turn the ball over. And that's something as great as Brett Favre was, he was big on throwing the bad picks. The Broncos were a great test because they're one of the better defenses in the league. But the true test for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is next week because they're playing the best defense in all of football, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Jacksonville is is impactful and effective at all three levels. One of the best D-lines in all of football, probably the fastest linebackers in the NFL, and I think by far they have the best corner combinations in all of football. Obviously, they have the best corner in football. You have to think about that for a minute. What the Broncos were able to do with a good defense, but not nearly the defense that... Jacksonville will bring to the table. Remember, Jacksonville doesn't have to blitz to create pressure. They can rush for and collapse your offensive pocket. This will be a bigger challenge because now you're talking about Jalen Ramsey locking up with Travis Kelsey one on one, taking that guy out of the picture. This is going to be a much bigger challenge, a much more physical game. I'm interested to see what Mahomes and company is going to do versus the Jags. I'm not saying the Jags are going to win, but I do expect it'll probably be a low-scoring game. Jacksonville likes to run the ball. They like to milk the clock, not turn the ball over, and let their defense dictate the pace of game. That's a game I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to seeing what Blake Bortles is going to do. I thought Bortles so far has kind of been up and down, and maybe that's the story of his career. But if Bortles cannot lose the game, can make a couple of big throws and use his legs. Jacksonville can win this game. I really think this game is probably a preview of the AFC title game. I wanted to get into some of your Facebook responses to what I said a couple episodes ago about where the NBA was going in regards to free agency. As I told you before, I first heard that term pre-agency, which I think is a thing now from Jalen Rose. Shout out to Jalen Rose. And it is a thing. If you look at how Paul George manipulated his way out of Indiana, if you look what Kyrie Irving did in Cleveland, what Kawhi Leonard did with the Spurs, and a lot of people are saying, What's the next shooter drop? I think the next shooter drop is clear. All the signs are there. The next guy is going to manipulate his way out of where he wants to go. You're already seeing it with Jimmy Butler, but I'm talking about an even bigger star. I'm talking about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is one of the most talented players in all the NBA. It's no question he's a top three player, impactful on both ends of the floors, still in his early twenties, and is a superstar. But if he remains with the Pelicans, Because that's not a draw for big name stars or superstar caliber players. He's going to do just well enough to, well, they won't get a good draft pick. Think about that. His talent, his ability will keep them afloat. Anthony Davis alone. Granted, he will have Julius Randle. They do have Miritich, so they have a versatile front line, but they don't have a lot of wing talent. But I think Anthony Davis, along with some of the supplemental parts, it's good enough to get them back into the playoffs. But the problem is. The overall talent of the team will be just good enough to get to the playoffs, meaning they might get in on a seed. They will get knocked out in the first round, and this will continue. He will waste his prime years with the Pelicans, much like Kevin Garnett did with the Timberwolves years ago and he looks around and he sees all these other guys getting out of town, and going to better teams. He saw what Kyrie did, what Paul George has done. Paul George is with Russ. Kyrie is with Boston. And they've got all kind of talent, not to mention young talent that's ascending. When you look at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, don't forget, Marcus Smart is in year four, but he's only 24. Rozier is in year four and he's only 23. It's a young Talented Boston team, Gordon Hayward's 28, Kyrie's 26. He made the right move. He put himself in a position to win a title. When you look at what Paul George did by going to Russ, I know a lot of people thought he was going to be a Laker, but he decided to stay with Russ. That's still a better situation for him in the bigger picture than staying with the Pacers. When you look at what Kawhi Leonard has done, He's ended up on the Raptors. Now whether he stays there or not remains to be seen, but I think in the end Kawhi will put himself in the best position to win a title. If he thinks that's the Raptors, he'll stay. My guess he'll be moving on to greener pastures. Now you look at Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's trying to do the same thing. He's trying to manipulate his way to where he wants to land. He's trying to control his destiny. I think Anthony Davis looks at the landscape of the NBA and he's going to come to the same conclusion. He's not going to win a title while a member of the Pelicans. Anthony Davis is going to get his way to one of the top tier teams, if not one of the top tier teams. He's going to get himself traded to one of the bigger markets. Either way, he's looking to better his overall situation as a player and as a brand. So here are some of your first Some of these responses are crazy. Here are your Facebook responses. Let's start off with my dude, Mr. October. Why would you give up two or three young stars for somebody like Kawhi when you can just wait for Alonzo, Josh Hart, Kuzma, and Ingram to develop? Mr. October, let's put it this way. Yes, they could develop, and and maybe Alonzo will reach the ceiling that people have him projected to reach. Same for Ingram. Kuzma's kind of a surprise. I don't think Kuzma's ceiling is superstar. I think Kuzma can be a very good player. Maybe even a guy who might make an all-star team or two. I don't know what Lonzo's ceiling is. I know what people believe it to be, but I don't know what it is. Kawhi is an established talent. He's a proven commodity. And he's still only 26 years of age. I'm not saying you would trade all of those young stars or potential stars for Kawhi. But I think if you're the Lakers and you think you have an opportunity to put yourself in a better position to compete for a title sooner rather than later with LeBron, remember, he's not getting younger, he's getting older, then you've got to consider all options. Jerome says, the way the media talks, there's only four teams in the NBA. What about all the other teams in the NBA? Why wouldn't Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard go on to, Uh, Consider going to another franchise. Marshall, I, I, I think you make a valid point, but let's be real. Anthony Davis isn't going to leave the Pelicans to end up a member of the Sacramento team. He's not going to leave the Pelicans to end up on the Orlando Magic. If Anthony Davis can force his way out or go there via free agency, Anthony Davis is going to go to a team that's ready and built to contend for a title right now. He's not going to leave a middle of the road team to go to a bottom dweller team and start from scratch. I don't think no top flight player is going to go that path. Mitch says everyone's sleeping on Josh Hart. People don't understand that Josh Hart is going to be the fourth star out of those young stars. Mitch, I think Josh Hart is a very good player. I think he's a player that can be impactful within the rotation. Do I think Josh Hart is going to be a star? I'm not going to go that far. But if I can give him a compliment, I would say this. I think Josh Hart, his skill set and what he could do. I think Josh Hart falls somewhere between Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he's not quite as good in the post as Livingston, but he can shoot the three. Maybe he doesn't do everything as well as Iguodala. But he is very versatile. He can guard one, two, three. And because of his lower body strength, his base, some fours. So I'm not going to go as far to say star, but he's definitely a valuable young player who I think the Lakers want to hold on to. Jesse says, you never answered the question last week about Bill Cosby. Jesse, I I actually did. And 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 I'll answer it again just for you. You guilty of doing such a crime like that? Then you should go to jail. You deserve to go to jail. No questions asked. If you sexually assaulted one woman, that's one woman too many. You're wrong and you deserve to be in jail. That applies to any and everybody who's ever done such a thing, including Bill Cosby. Jerome says Mitch Gibson, Mitch Gibson knows very little about basketball. Why does he think Josh Hart is so good? (laughs) Look, Josh Hart's a good player. I never thought we'd be talking about Josh Hart this much, but Josh Hart is a very good player. He's not a star, but he's not a scrub. cleve I don't want to get this name right. I don't want to tear it up. Cleve Vaughn believes that there's no question the Lakers' future is riding with Lonzo rather than Rondo. Cleve Vaughn, I agree. I don't think Rajon Rondo is the Lakers' future, But I think because he's a veteran, he's a leader, and he's a proven commodity in the playoffs. There's nothing but good things that Lonzo can learn from him in terms of how to run a team, how to handle the difference between regular season intensity and playoffs intensity. So I don't think Rondo's going to hold Lonzo back or, or stop his development or growth. I think Lonzo, I think he will speed up Lonzo's growth. I think Lonzo will take on the competition of Rondo and rise to the occasion. I'm not sure he's going to be a star, but I have no doubt in my mind that Lonzo Ball can be a very good basketball player, and I think Rajon Rondo is good for him and for the Lakers. FG says there's not enough minutes for KD and the addition of DeMarcus Cousins. Um, FD, I'm not sure where you're going with that. First of all, Cousins won't be playing probably until January. And secondly, with that Warriors core, KD never going to be struggling for minutes. I don't understand why we're making a big deal about 2019 when this season hasn't gotten underway. I understand where you're coming from, Charles, but I'll say this. No league, and I mean no league, projects ahead faster than the NBA. We come into 2018 and what do we do? We talk about the 2019 superstar and free agent class. That's just what the NBA does. And it's one of the reasons why the NBA keeps fans engaged. Because when the NBA season ends, what do we do? We go into Summer League. And then we go into Summer League. And then we go into free agency. And then there's all the rumors and the projections. And before you know it, we're right back at training camp. And now, as I speak right now, we're in the preseason. The regular season is two weeks away. So props to the NBA for being relevant and keep and keeping people talking about them year round. V says, do you think Jimmy Butler will end up in Miami? V, I don't know if he's going to end up in Miami, but I absolutely 100 percent guarantee you Pat Riley will do everything in his power to get him in Miami. Pat Riley is desperate to get a an all star slash superstar caliber talent. On his roster, the question goes back to what do Miami have value wise that Minnesota would want? And the only two players that jump off out of my mind right off the bat, Josh Richardson and Justice Winslow. The problem is knowing Miami, they don't want to give up both of those players. And maybe that's the holdup, because if I'm Minnesota, I'm giving you Jimmy Butler. I don't want one of them. I want both of them. KD says there's no way Kawhi stays with the Raptors. It's only a matter of time before he joins the Lakers. My guess is by the trade deadline this season. I'm going to disagree with you on that one, KD. I do think eventually LeBron will make his way to a con- or LeBron, my apologies. Kawhi is going to make his way to a contender. But I think that's going to happen next offseason. I do not think the Raptors, no matter what the situation, are going to help the Lakers out and trade Kawhi Leonard to them. So I don't see that happening. I think at some point. The opportunity to make a big deal may come up for L.A., but it won't be with the Raptors. Jimmy Walker says. You make me laugh, man, the way you keep talking about pre pre agency. I can't take the credit for that. The pre-agency thing, like I said, I heard that um, at a glance, glance watching the show. That's Jalen Rose's phrase. But I really do think it's a real thing. I think that's what players are doing. And if you take a look, that's what players are doing. And I think that's going to become the norm. You're going to see superstar slash all-star caliber players take control of their destinies. Because when they don't take control... As it suits a franchise, guess what franchises do? They move them because it benefits the franchise. So what I'm seeing is players doing what's best for the players. And I have no problems with that. Hey, Facebook fam, good looking out. Always appreciate your questions. Some of your questions are a little wild, but much respect. Keep sending them in. We'll do some music talk. There's some talk about hip hop that a few of you wanted to get into. You want to know what I think about Lil Wayne's album? I'll definitely comment on that. And I can tell you what I think of the new Kevin Hart movie, which my wife just went to see. I didn't see it, but she saw it, and her review wasn't that glowing. Anyway, hit me up on the Anchor app. Don't forget, you can still use the voice the voice message. Always willing to listen. I'll put you guys on the show tomorrow. I'm going to talk about some more young up and coming point guards, a second year point guard and two third year point guards. We'll have some fun with that. And we'll talk about some more free agency. It's the it's the cypher. Good looking out. I'm gonna leave you all with a taste of hip hop.